Hey guys. Oh, nice shirt, Brad. Oh, look nice at shirt, this. Kelsey. Wow. Okay. All right, you guys. Well, uh, in addition to our fashion sense, welcome to the Geek and You Shall Find podcast powered by Superhero Faces. We are a few of the members of Superhero Faces. I'm Kelsey Dickerson. I'm Brad Faye. Yes. Welcome to the second episode of our podcast. Now, uh, if you didn't listen to our first one, just a basic overview. Uh, Brad, myself, and Arvin, who is not here with us today, we started Superhero Faces after going to Comic-Cons, talking with different cosplayers, and finding the inspirations behind what they do and who they dress up as. Um, it was super inspirational. One thing led to another, and we actually made a documentary called... Geek and you shall find. I hope I'm pointing the right way. I'm trying to point to where it's going to be on the screen. So maybe this way. <laughs> We're going to be like that video where they did all these singers singing something and Usher thought he was in the middle. So <laughs> he's like pointing all around him and he's like in the bottom corner, <laughs> not pointing in the right spot at all. It is so funny. I hope you guys know what I'm talking about. It is so funny. But he totally thinks he's in the middle. He's pointing like up and down and around. Oh my to God. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yeah, so that, um, so we have that documentary, we were able to interview so many amazing creators, including Stan Lee, George R. R. Martin, Kevin Eastman, and now we are working on multiple docuseries, and it led to also us creating this podcast, because uh, if you are familiar with me and myself, or even Brad, Brad is a huge, huge comic nerd loves comic books knows all the storylines basically and I am very opposite I love storytelling I love getting to know people but I do have a fandom for superheroes uh and superhero movies and comics a bit I'm just not as in tune so that is why we are here today you're learning as you go you're learning as you go yes that's right and so before we get started, so uh, a week or two, week or two, uh, two weeks ago, we uh, actually started our first podcast talking about how excited we were about San Diego Comic-Con. Um, we're going to get into all that. But first, before we get into any of that, we have some really sad news that actually happened today, Brad. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who hasn't heard, but I'm sure most people have, uh, Nichelle Nichols, uh, from a claim from Star Trek fame and being an innovator fame and all the doors she opened up to aspiring young women, some black, some not black, but opening up doors for everybody to basically be inspired to push boundaries. And she explored space from a fictional standpoint, but inspired a lot of people to do it from a real life standpoint, which is incredible. I know. I saw a bunch of outpouring of love to her today, which is all very well-deserved. I mean, it's absolutely incredible what she was able to do. And I even saw a tribute from a lot of women of NASA who said that she inspired them to, uh, you know, learn science, explore the skies. Um, so that's just incredible. And the fact that she wasn't just a pioneer on screen, but she helped so many people off screen is exactly what we explore um, and why this really goes beyond entertainment. Obviously it all can be entertainment, but this stuff really impacts people in a positive way. It really changes the world that gives us the ability to have these types of conversations and be able to see ourselves. There was a quote that I saw today that actually MLK said about Nichelle talking about, um, you know, how we see ourselves when we see you, um, you know, we see ourselves as beautiful and intelligent when we see you. And it's just incredible. Um, 
So it's definitely very sad. And, and um, we were very fortunate to be able to talk with her. I can't remember. Brad, do you remember what I had a look at? I, I, I thought it was WonderCon at first. So I was searching in my WonderCon folder, but it was actually at Stanley Kamikaze. Mm. Man, that was a crazy, crazy con. We were able to do so much at that con. Um, and I knew it was the second day of whatever con it was. I remember being like the Saturday. So I always like label all my folders like, WonderCon and then in that folder there'll be a folder day one day two so I kept going in the WonderCon day two and I'm like maybe not maybe that was Kamikaze which was like our first out of state one wasn't it I think so I think we kind of we had started with Phoenix well it was Phoenix Comic-Con at the time but now it's Phoenix Fan Fusion yeah I think we started there and I really think that was our it might have even just been our second one in general not even just out state what about Tuscan like when we went before the George was... R. Martin one, the one we went and did the Star Wars. Oh, and I was really sick. Yeah, I think that was our second. And then possibly I think the Kamikaze was the first time we like drove out of state for like to cover a convention. That makes sense. Um, I, you know, I have horrible memory. I know. And especially I know. like timelines of things. I have great memory, but timelines of things sometimes are just really, really bad for me. Well, it's easy um, for me because I got to edit all the stuff. So I'm always going through all the, oh, I need a shot of Kelsey doing this. So I start to like gain, like, I know where we got that. I know <laughs> Kelsey stood with an incredible hoax statue at Kamikaze. And so I go through there and yeah, so it's a little easier um, for me. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it's definitely incredible that we were able to speak to her and she's definitely missed, but I mean, I can't even imagine having such an impact on so many people. And I, I mean, literally, she was a part of the first interracial kiss ever on TV. That's yeah. in a time when bigotry and racism was so huge. I don't even know if se- was segregation even decriminalized I, by then. I think they didn't air. I know they didn't air that episode in like certain episodes of the South and things like that um, because it was controversial. Um so I know there was like schedule in you know, conflicts and stuff. So, I mean, yeah. not unlike a lot of stuff we still see today with like scenes being edited out of movies to be played in a certain country. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like crazy how much has changed. And then sometimes you're kind of reminded like there's still a ton of work to do. Yeah, that's a good point, which is also something we explore in all of our projects as well. Um, all right. So... Very sad news, but we're moving on to happy news. We were able, okay, so this was my very first San Diego Comic-Con. It was amazing. My legs, I think, are still recovering mm-hmm. <laughs> two weeks later. But Brad, finally, after a few years of San Diego Comic-Con yeah. not being a thing anymore, we were back. SDCC 2022, baby. 2022. Man. Okay, so... When we were talking in the first episode, we explored a little bit about what San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con is and just the beast that it's become. Um, it's, it's literally like nothing I've ever explored before or ever been to before or ever even I could fathom. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> but we also talked about like, you know, what we were looking forward to, things that we were expecting, things that we were hoping to do. So... Brad, first off, you have been to how many Comic-Cons? Like, almost Sandy, like... I want to say like 15, 16 in a row, maybe before, like we, you know, had a couple of years without a Comic-Con, but I think I'd been like 
15 since like 2005 around then was like the first one I ever went to and then went every year since that's incredible and like the fact like we talked about too how hard and how crazy like it is to get tickets to this thing because it's literally become just like a thing that you just re-enroll in and a lot of people it's like the tickets just all get gone so you basically yeah. have to have a special way of getting tickets basically yeah. some years were rough some years sleeping outside the comic-con <laughs> just to make sure we could renew our tickets because we didn't want to deal with well if we don't renew and then we're with everybody else who's trying to get tickets for the first time ever we might not get them so i mean just renewing every year was tough that's crazy so you literally i think this is something that people don't necessarily experience anymore of having to like wait in line and wait overnight for something especially for like tickets yeah. there's ways that you can do like you know do pre-sale online like you know wait in things or like have these different access but it's like usually it's all online that's yeah. crazy so what did you do to prepare for that like to be able to make sure that you were in line and, and renew we didn't it was like a spur of the moment three in the morning hey people are already lining up to re-enroll for next year should we do that and it was Saturday night heading in the Sunday morning. So we went out, we drove up there to see like, is there really a line? And there was, so we got in line. I think we finally got in at like 11 AM and then went back and just crashed. And like, I was like, man, we just missed a whole day of the Comic-Con, like just to make sure we get to go next year. So I'm glad we don't have to do that now, but. Oh, so that was like, oh, so that was while the Comic-Con was still going on was that you yeah. had to line up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it was Saturday night. So we went in line and then we were done at like 11 a.m. And you just feel like ass from being outside all night. <laughs> I'm like, not really up for going in the Comic Con right now. I kind of want to go to bed. So we just crashed and then woke up and drove home. Especially since like the Comic Con, like I mentioned, it's, you wouldn't think like, you know, you don't think about it when you're there because you're just kind of like walking booth to booth unless you're like something specific that you want to go yeah. to or you're like hitting things like, so say it's the first day and you're like, I want to hit this, 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 and this. And then after that, then I'm kind of just like exploring or whatever. But like you're walking the Comic-Con and it's almost, it's I mean, it's impossible in my mind to even like hit every booth too. Like yeah. even in four days, I think it's like crazy. And like, there's so many experiences, so many panels. Um but you don't realize like the wear and tear it takes on your body. Like, especially yeah. if you're carrying a bag, you know, if you're not making sure to stay hydrated, but my legs, we were able to get in for the preview night, Wednesday night, which was really cool because we were able to like walk up to like a lot of different um, things that were just absolutely inundated for the rest yeah. of the time. But my legs hurt so fucking bad after that first night. And I was like, ah, what am I going to do the rest of this time? <laughs> it was kind of bad. I honestly, like, this year I think it was easier for me. And I don't know why. Like, maybe I was just so excited to be back. But, like, usually I'm, like, feeling... And maybe I'm just, like, thinking now. I mean, it was, like, a week ago. So maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe at the time I was feeling it. Like, you know, I'm sure I was tired each day. But I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm just more, like, used to it now. Where I was like, okay, this week, like, wasn't as big. And I bought less. So I think that's the other thing. Usually yeah. I buy way more. So I'm walking around with, like, a heavy backpack <laughs> with, like, loaded with comic books. I've got my hands full with things. So maybe it's just more exhausting than, like, usual because it's, like, physically daunting. But, yeah. Um, You were, like, a mom 
with so much adrenaline pumping in your body, like able to like lift up a car, like off of <laughs> your child, like while walking around Comic-Con. This year, yeah, you're I, was, so I was probably just so relieved not having statues and stuff. Like I, you know, every year I usually buy like a statue and then like, I mean, I went through my back issues, but I didn't buy a lot of times I buy like the big paperback, you know, cause you get them 50% off when you're there. So usually I load up on all like the big omnibuses and like all that kind of stuff. So. I didn't do too much of that this year, which is of what I think like made the difference. Um, is it because you moved recently and you realized how much shit you have or Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, that definitely played like a big factor in me not buying as much, like for sure. Like lately in general, like I go to the bookstore less. Like after you do a move, you straighten up for maybe like a month or two and then it all goes to hell after. But so far I've been pretty good since I've been in a new house. I know I was gonna say like after a move like I mean I still have a whole room of like boxes and stuff I haven't undone but yeah after a move you're like I don't need any of this stuff but yeah like after like a couple months you totally forget and you're like yeah. whatever I'm gonna be here for a long time and then stuff just sits everywhere um okay so you did less shopping but was there anything I know that you were looking out for some very specific things were you able to get most of them? What was your most like favorite item that you got or like treasure? Oh, man. I don't know what my favorite, like I didn't get that stand. That, like usually there's like that one, like treat yourself moment where I'm like, all right, I'm going to treat myself to this like statue or whatever. Like, I feel like I, I really didn't do that as much. I mainly bought like a bunch of back issues. Like I bought like a ton, a ton of like back issues that I've been like either wanting just for my collection like I bought like a V for Vendetta I bought a I bought a Watchmen like original um series so I bought some of stuff and then I bought stuff that I know we need for geeking and shall find so you know we do like we call them our little detective boards where we like put up all the little things that we're discovering as we learn so I bought like a bunch of issues like you know like let's say we reference um a time in which there was a lot of sexism in comics. So I do a lot of research and find out like, okay, what are some examples? Okay, here's some issues that like are specific examples. So I have my big list and I found like a few off there that I was able to kind of put together. So haven't unpacked any of those bags of comic books yet, but I got them. Are they still in the car or did they make it? No, in they're, the in the, they're, they're in the house. I got here. I'll grab. <laughs> Just that's like a start that's a start a handful i got that's my beef of vendetta Ooh, that's um, pretty that's my watchman i got some oh we need uh some mojo comic books so i got some comic books and you know what's crazy is like most of these are comics i have <laughs> but rather than dig through boxes and boxes of comics i'm like <laughs> i'll just buy them and then like have them plus, plus i'm cutting these up and stuff for like the detective board so i'm like all right at least i don't have to like mess with the originals but yeah we won't let Kate see that, watch that part. Yeah, yeah. Confessing no. that. No. <laughs> She'll be like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, awesome. No, but there were there were a lot of really, really cool figures like everywhere that were so detailed and so pretty. And even like um such lifelike uh oh, life size like figures too. Yeah, or, I like, should put busts. the Thanos. I'll put the I didn't send it to myself, but um the Thanos that we took a picture with was incredible. Yeah, like some of those statues were out of this world. Yeah, those I, I've never bought before to bring home. Yeah, well, I mean, 
I can't even, I don't even know if those were for sale. So I think uh, those were just, they were humongous. They were so cool. I love, um, Arvin has a picture with Gandalf where he's like pretending to light his pipe <laughs> with oh his God. lighter. And that's your that one. Oh man. Oh no, but it was so fun. Um, but yeah, so I knew it, I knew it was going to be packed and I knew it was going to be crazy. I was kind of expecting like, you know how most Comic-Cons are busy like that was like what the preview night was. That's like, it was busy, not unbearable. It's not like the whole weekend was unbearable, but literally, especially Friday, Saturday, it was insane. I have never seen that many people in one space at one time. But I mean, they were being very careful. Like they were definitely being very COVID conscientious. Like we had to upload our vaccine status to an app people that weren't vaccinated had to prove that they tested negative and then we got like little wristbands for it and then on top of that everyone is masked too so that's actually it's pretty crazy to see that especially coming from arizona where it's all yeah. like it's literally the wild wild west over here yeah. we took ours off for like pictures and for some quick video stuff but yeah everyone was like really responsible which was like says a lot about like that crowd too you know yeah. i was thinking that too and i was like i don't think I mean, I could be very wrong, but I think there's only maybe like a handful of like conventions or places I can think of where like everyone collectively together. Yeah, it was a rule and like it was enforced kind of, especially like upon walking in by security, but it's not like there were security guards at every right. booth and stuff like that. Like, you know I mean, like all these people still were just keeping their masks on just yeah. out of respect for yeah. each other. And it like, I just, I really can't think even in the beginning, like, you know what I mean? I don't even remember like people in the beginning of like the pandemic weren't even doing that. So it was really cool seeing the community, keeping each other safe and, and just like, you know, because obviously everyone wants to be able to go back to their normal lives, which was referenced a lot, especially during, um, the, uh, the masquerade yeah. party, um, which I was very surprised. So it was really cool. We will we'll get out of the dramatics of it because we almost made Brad. Well, I almost made Brad miss oh, it and God. our whole group miss it because I was because I took a nap a little bit too long and then I couldn't figure out my wig stuff. But um, it was so cool. Like, so masquerade was really cool. That was one of the things I was looking forward to most, and I think you were really excited for all of us newbies to be there too. Yeah, just to experience it is just like a cool thing that everyone should see at one point. And if you're at Comic-Con, you definitely should go. You're like right there. So yeah, I'm glad we took time for that. I wanted to ask you like what some of the things that stood out most to you from the weekend, like after the fact were. Well, for anyone that's not familiar with Masquerade, can you explain that really quick and then I'll... Yeah, so the Masquerade is basically... Um... What's it, like a cosplay con competition, I guess, where I don't know how many like finalists they have, but basically like the final 30. What was it? Was there 20 in the 20s? Yeah, yeah it's, something like that. It's a lot. It's quite a bit. Yeah. Each number like here's costume number four. And then whether it be a single cosplayer, whether it be, whether it be a collective group that all work together to put together a costume, um, whether it be for a video game, a show, a movie. And they kind of come out and the judges basically announce a winner every year. And it's it's a really big stepping stone. And it's a good opportunity for a lot of people to kind of show up the talent they have. Um, to kind of say, like, here's what I could do with costume design. Here's what I could do with makeup. Knowing you've got not only a big audience of fans, but people that work in the industry that might be looking for uh, additional help in the future. Yeah, those judges' resumes were no yeah, joke. Basically yeah. have worked in every aspect that you can when it comes to costume design, 
design and fashion itself, like, you know, movies, like TV shows. It was pretty, it was so impressive. I was like, oh my goodness. And that, uh, and that one judge came out in like, um, like kind of a, a modern, uh, what like Roman style type Gucci looking <laughs> outfit. It was really Oh cool. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I think the thing that surprised me most about the masquerade itself um, I don't know if they were just looking for like a certain, like maybe if there was like a theme this year, I don't know, but we had just gone to, so we also went to the 60th anniversary of Spider-Man at the Comic-Con museum, which was amazing. And as a part of that, there was a display of previous winners, um, cosplay costumes from masquerade when, before we saw that sign, we literally all thought that it was like yeah. Superman's costume from, we literally thought it was costumes from the movies themselves it was crazy like beyond it blew my mind and if you're like a hollywood company you know that's like okay this person's able to do this on like a minimal budget like a that could either help us save some money if they're able to do this without <laughs> like what we need to spend on it <laughs> or imagine what that person's gonna be able to do if really given an opportunity to do something with a bigger budget so I mean, that's a realistic scenario. Like, um, oh, what was it? Mass Effect. Uh, there was a group of cosplayers that did, like, Mass Effect uh, a while back. And then, I don't know whatever became of this movie, but the um, woman who, like, kind of put everything together got hired on to be a consultant mm. for, like, the Mass Effect movie and stuff. But, I mean, that was, like, a while ago, and I still don't know what's going on with that movie, but... So, I mean, it just shows like there are people who are able to kind of break, get their break into the industry from, you know, a competition. That's amazing. And I think that's what's so cool about stuff like this, too, is like, obviously, that is like the cream de la cream of cosplayers and things like that. Creme de la creme. Creme de cream la creme. Cream. Did I say cream de la cream? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my God. Cream you guys, is... de la cream. I've worked seven days in a row and I have four more days left so i play i know it's creme de la creme what the fuck is wrong with me i can't yeah we'll watch it but, but you know uh creme de la creme i think it's just my uh my mumble it just sounded like maybe it. maybe maybe i know you know <laughs> i know you know the phrase i just figured you like just said it wrong thanks so that's like one of the only times that you've ever defended me so i appreciate that <laughs> yeah um, no, but yeah, it was crazy. So, uh, I mean, it's, that's obviously amazing. And what was so crazy to me to finish my point there before I move on was that a lot of these costumes were like a play on something. So there was a few that were like straight up, like Ursula was straight up, but then there was like, um, man, I'm like blinking, but there was like, it would be like a mix of like things together or like, um, like it was like Yoda. I think, was it like Yoda doing a magic trick? Like doing magic tricks Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. It was like a play on stuff. Um, so that kind of threw me off a little bit because I was expecting like just straight up, like this is cosplay that you will see in a movie. Like this is a level, which all of them were amazing, but I just didn't really, a lot of them also, I think were from things that I wasn't familiar with in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know about you. You might've been more familiar with more of them, but I just, I don't know. It, it was just like a little bit of a surprise to me with that. 
Yeah, um, there's like a little bit more like theater to it, I guess, than like most mm-hmm. people would expect of like they're actually putting on like a little performance too, which I have no idea how the judging works. I don't know how much that factors in. If someone has like an amazing cosplay, do you like hold it against that person that they didn't have like a great like, you know, routine or whatever? So I have no idea like what goes into that. But there are definitely some people that are a little bit more like performance heavy versus like the cosplay heavy or makeup heavy. You know, some costumes don't require makeup, really. Like, some are more arm building, like, an armor and stuff like that, you know? So, I don't know how you judge what takes more work between, like, building, like, an Iron Man suit or, like, an Ursula where, like, yeah, you're going to be full on makeup and you're also building tentacles and you're building, you know, (laughs) wigs and, like, so I don't know how you, like, determine, like, what's better. You got to build those tentacles, you know? (laughs) Build those tentacles, girl. No, and it was crazy too, like because obviously they were they were being so so COVID conscientious. But I was really disappointed. And if I was a cosplayer, we talked about this. Like if I was a cosplayer who has worked my whole life in like, I'm gonna get in the masquerade, I wanna get discovered, I wanna win, or like whatever, like this is my passion, like, and then you have to wear a mask, like, especially because to your point, so as a part of the um, like, you know, the entertainment of it them having an act, they would basically have the music and like what they were going to say over the thing. So it was basically like, in my mind, it was almost like kind of like a drag show. Like, you know what I mean? Where they, some of them, like where they were like, what's like, where they were like lip syncing to something either that they've prepared where it was like, you know, it was like a recording of themselves, like doing their act or it was like a song or whatever. And so like not having the mouth part too, like I think, and, and like to your point, like, so many of them like the makeup is so important or yeah. like, just being able to see the face is so important so i mean that if was it helps really that pre-recorded stuff that's always the case anyway no i know but i'm okay, just saying okay. i'm yeah, just saying just like because mask. it's yeah. pre-recorded yeah like yeah. you know like they obviously work to like be able to sync it and be able like that's an art all in of yeah. itself of like being yeah. synced up with a lip sync like that's crazy and then just not being able to see the full like i don't know i just thought it took it really took away from it for yeah. me and some people got creative with the masks, which is good to see. Like yeah. incorporating the mask as being part of the costume and things like that was like really cool that people like improvised and kind of made it work. But yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, that's like, again, another big factor. Like how do you judge someone that is impacted by having to wear a costume of makeup with a mask versus someone who's under a suit and you don't even know, like, you know, so yeah, it, it was tough, but yeah. I think it was a step in the direction of like getting it back to how most people might be used to seeing the masquerade. Yeah. And I think too, um, so that was like, obviously really cool. And I was very glad that we were able to go because I felt so bad in that lift ride over as it took us a million hours to get there. And then the line, okay, you guys, so this year it was a little bit different where I think Brad, you've mentioned in years past, you literally would have to line up. And it basically was like an all day line to be able to get in masquerade, but to be able to alleviate that this year, they, they gave like windows of times that you could pick up tickets. They had a limited number of tickets. And then after that, then they would just have people line up. And then if they could get in, they could get in. But like, so that was like, made it like really stressful for us too, because you stayed at the con, we went back to the um, hotel and then obviously we're a little late. And then they were like crazy with their lines too. Like they like basically had like, these like cattle guards up like at a certain time and like blocked people from going at a certain place, but we made it work. And then I, we talked about this too, after like, I was really excited for like the masquerade after party. 
which obviously us not knowing how seriously they were taking COVID obviously didn't happen, which I think you mentioned it was like basically like an after party where everyone's like all dancing together and like partying and stuff, right? Yeah, it's a really good time. It's kind of like right outside where the masquerade takes place and like the pavilion area is everyone who's either been watching the masquerade or I mean, we've like gotten pictures and had drinks with people who were in the masquerade itself who come over and hang out afterwards. So it's just like a really good environment. There's like usually there's a DJ and it's a really good time. So yeah, it was unfortunate we didn't get to kind of do that this year. But, you know, we made our way out to Gaslamp and we made it work. Yeah, that was, it ended up being a really fun night anyways. Um, we were able to see, I forget what his name is, but yeah. he has a band and, and Kate is obsessed with him and we all yeah. had lots of fun, lots of shots yeah. were had. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was, so it was really fun. Um, so I'm hoping, I don't know how it's going to work with tickets with next year, but I'm hoping that that is back by next year. But you know, with the way things are going, uh, I think I read somewhere that we're in like the era of pandemics right now. So, you know, we just... We're just going to have to see. We're going to take everything in stride. Um, But speaking of cosplay, there was so much great cosplay. Literally, so there's a lot of comments. Like, there's a lot of cons where there is good cosplay. But usually, in my opinion, unless I'm not looking very hard enough, it seems like there's more non-cosplayers than cosplayers. Here, it was, like, literally everywhere that you turn, there was cosplay. Everywhere. Like, it was crazy. And they were so good. All of them were so good. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, amazing how, like much that has raised it used to be like the first question and so let us day like the first question anyone asks when you tell them you go to comic cons is like, do you dress up do you dress yeah. up and i'd be like no i'm like the majority <laughs> of people at these comic cons aren't dressed up like you obviously stand out more if you are and that's what gets attention which makes sense but like it's starting to tip in the direction where i'm like man i i'm like one of the few people here not dressed so it's changed a lot which is which is cool like you know, like, why not? Like, you want to kind of see cool and interesting cosplay, like, when you're at a convention, and man, people are so creative. Uh, yeah, there were some really good ones, and we both checked off our one that we most wanted to see, which was, like, really cool, so you got your yes. Homelander, and I got my Vecna. And got my homie. <laughs> uh, oh, there's a funny story about that. Technically, though, you didn't get Vecna cosplay. You got, like, a Vecna, like, machine thing like robot thing I'm which still, I'll take it it was still I mean it was I didn't um, even think I was gonna get that no I know I'm actually really surprised well I guess like to your point like that I bet next year or like upcoming cons we're gonna see a lot of Vecna because that is just so intensive like I don't even know how that person would have put that together unless they exactly. bought like a Vecna thing that they it was like a robot oh my gosh I don't even know I'm not doing this justice there was like wheels like at the bottom of like something that was like remote controlled, almost looks like a big Roomba type thing. Like, you know what I mean? Something on like wheels and that oh, was okay. very, that was like very sturdy. And then a pole like came up over it and the Vecna like was this huge thing, like floating over everybody, which made it even yeah. cooler. Like, but yeah, like I doubt people, like there's no way anyone had any time to be able to put that cosplay together. But I bet next year we're going to see a lot. I wouldn't be surprised. So when it was first passing by, the first time we saw it, it was like at a distance and I thought it was carnage. I wouldn't be surprised. What if it was like a carnage from three years ago that someone like pulled out of the garage and was like, yo, I'm about to repurpose this right now. They're like, I never thought that I was ever going to be able to use this ever again. My wife said that this was a better I'm sure I've got the picture up. So like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a carnage at one point in time, a badass carnage, but you know, they they recycled it. 
it was it was amazing but yeah there were so many cosplays that were so cool I wish like okay I love dressing up I think we talked about this love Halloween love dressing up love theme parties love kind of putting my own thing together that's like usually like really ratty and stupid but uh, (laughs) like not actual good cosplay at all but you can kind of tell what I'm dressed up as but like seeing all those people like there were people in like heels there were people in full body suits it was humid and hot San Diego is usually like a lot cooler than Arizona it was so humid even within the convention center it was super hot lines everywhere especially that first day and like to get in and get like all these things and even walking around gas lamp I have major major respect I couldn't even walk around in a t-shirt and jeans and like comfy shoes these people are in like platforms they're in like heavy duty things that you can barely walk in. Yeah. That's in, that's insane to me. Like I do not know how they do that. One thing I'd never thought of before this year, I saw like a Spider-Man wearing like flats. And like it stood out to me because I was like, oh, that's like, you know, it just like caught my attention. Like, oh, that looks weird. Like Spider-Man wearing some sandals. Like I was like, oh. <laughs> but then I thought about it and I was like, I never stopped to consider like how much that would hurt walking around on that concrete floor in spandex i'm like so i don't know if that's something like just more people haven't thought but i was like that actually is a great i like man oh I, like I, they're all walking around barefoot yeah basically like if you're oh, in God, spider-man spandex like i'm like that's like basically your bare feet walking around on that floor the whole time i had never stopped to think about it before i saw this person and i was like whoa so if he wasn't wearing those he'd be like walking around in some spandex right now Brad, I literally never thought about that before. Me neither. Like, it only took someone, like, thinking outside the box to be like, man, this is hurting my feet. I'm going to throw on some sandals. Because I was like, <laughs> I was like, why is Spider-Man wearing sandals? And I'm like, oh, because he wasn't. That would be very painful for him. Oh, my gosh. There's a picture. Or um, I don't know if, like, I think he saved this picture. But, like, there's a picture of, like, me and three Spider-Mans, like, all pointing at each other. Like, different yes. Spider-Mans. I'm going to try to find it. I'm going to look at their feet. Because I cannot even imagine. Yeah, they were on, they were outside. If you think of that, I'm thinking the convention set like, is like concrete. But yeah, you're walking around outside. Like, <laughs> you know, they have like holes all throughout, like <laughs> their bottom of the thing. Like, By the time the, the weekend's it's done, like, it's just like burning up underneath. It's like furled up because like the foot part <laughs> is like <laughs> totally like a hole. Oh my gosh. I'm going to look at their feet. That's crazy. I, wow, that would be extra impressive. Wow, holy shit. I thought you were going to say, like, yeah, like, barefoot, barefoot. But I was like, no, Spider-Man has stuff covering his feet. Yeah, but, I mean, you might as well be barefoot, barefoot. Like, <laughs> that ain't much, so. Oh, especially near the convention center and gas lamp. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, much respect to all those cosplayers out there. Like, Man. But, yeah, you're right. Okay, so what was on your list of, like, what to check off for like other, uh, I, you know, I, I was like you. I want. I knew I would see some boys, you know, stuff from the boys. So like, I Please. knew that was um squid. Ga- there was a lot of Squid Game, which like wasn't which what I had really of. thought of. Yeah, like I, I didn't, didn't think like, about think that either. Seeing some Squid Game cosplay, um, and then you know all the all the usual favorites, the Spider Man, the lots of Miss Marvel this year. That's been becoming like more and more popular. So it was good to yeah. see like. Hopefully, like, more people, like, falling in love with that character. Um, but, you know, now that I think about it, DC is kind of hurting. Like, I didn't think of this at the time, but do you think you saw a Spider-Man or a Superman or a Batman? You know, like, two marquee characters. Like, how many Spider-Mans did you see versus 
Superman nice. or Batman, you know, like, I mean, we saw multiple Thors, we saw yeah. Star-Lord, you know, how many Marvel characters did you see in like DC? I'm kind of like, I didn't see a single Green Lantern. I know that for sure. Well, and that's what yeah. I've always seen in the past. Like, and I don't know if like DC didn't have a, a setup this year. So I'm like, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that, I mean, just hurt like over time, like kids aren't seeing people dressed up as yeah. these characters and, you know, like long-term, I don't know what that does for a company. That's a good point. I think I do remember seeing Superman's because obviously from a distance homelander and superman they mm. have very similar looks yeah. like you know the cape obviously is very different it is different once but my blind ass like you know what i mean yeah. have to like check yeah um i remember alex saying that there was like a legit batman somewhere that okay. like legitimately had like you know he looked like really good but to your point i don't remember seeing i don't remember seeing many batmans if any yeah. um especially not like legit ones um yeah, oh, there was like, one that we saw the, the from like the 1989, like Michael Keaton. Like we saw him in Gaslamp. We were walking because we saw the top oh, of the. Oh yeah, and you so like that was <laughs> No, this is one of my favorite stories. You like people were all around this Batman taking pictures, and he has like his wings out like this. Brad walks like through, like in between the crowd that is taking pictures, then like walks so close to the Batman that he like clips the wing. Really. Yes, I didn't even know any of this. Yes, yes. I remember because I was talking with Kate after and I was like, why did he do that? And she was like, I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't even know that. Yes, you like watched through all the, like there was all these people taking pictures and then you like walked through them and then you walked so close to the Batman that you like clipped his wing a little bit. And I was like, I don't Whoa. even remember being that, I remember seeing him from a distance because I remember seeing the top, <laughs> top of the costume being like, what is that? And then like, <laughs> looking up and seeing like oh it's a batman oh see like i wish i had recorded you, you go to so many of these comic cons like everything's like okay whatever i don't know what's happening here but i'm beelining it to go but do there whatever. was so much root like you did not have to go through like it was so the situation was so funny because it's in the middle of the street and then you like you got i think you got close to look and then like instead of like going back out of the crowd and around like you went like, through it like well, we had been drinking at the Star Trek bar, in my defense. We did. Uh, and I was not expecting. So speaking of, so that was one of the really cool things that we were able to do, yeah. too. The Star Trek bar was really fun, even though obviously we were expecting the drinks to be expensive. They were like 15 bucks, which is like basically normal for like where everywhere we were going, especially for like mixed drinks. I wasn't expecting to like be enjoying my time there for so long. Like we had, I think, like three drinks there and we were just going to yeah. we were just going to do one and out because I think yeah. there was some other stuff that we wanted to do um that didn't necessarily pan out so like we were there and just like having a great time they had so many awesome things i bought a hat which i like um everyone thinks i'm a trekkie now so now i'm cool you better do everybody. some research you better do some research <laughs> i'll be like i don't know what you're talking about this is a, this is a i'll be like oh this is a oh my dog just spilled stuff um i'll be like oh no this is just a knockoff uh nike symbol oh my god <laughs> It's a, it's a broke Nike hat. <laughs> no, that was really awesome, though. That was a good time. You would like the new Star Trek, I think. If you watch, like, Discovery, okay. I, think you, I think you would be into it. Well, I mean, we will be exploring different things throughout here. So maybe that's going to be on the list for future yeah. for yeah. future reference. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, basically, San Diego Comic-Con was amazing. Uh, Arvin and I were even able to make our way into Hall H mm -hmm. for... Uh, the He-Man uh, panel, which 
Dolph Lundgren was a part of, Kevin Smith, MCD, and then William, William Shatner came out and surprised everybody, which is really cool because he's going to be in the third season. Um, and he was hosting the panel right after that. So that was absolutely incredible being able to go in and just walk in after you went through yeah. security, of course, because people, this was about like three in the after two, three in the afternoon, people were already lining up for the next day's yeah. panels in Hall H, which I did not believe you that people did that. And by the time it was like about five o'clock and we were going to dinner with, at Seaport Village, which was half a mile away, that line was already all the way back there. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday is like the Saturday's crazy for Hall H. But that was for Friday. That was Friday. That was wasn't that, was that Friday night going in to Saturday. Oh, you're right. It was Thursday night that we went to see. Oh, Village the Keanu Future. Reeves panel was Friday. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Insane. So maybe they were like lined up for the um the John Wick four and like some of that yeah. stuff. Because I knew so Saturday I was Marvel Friday. and Game of Thrones. I think. Yeah. So that one obviously was going to be real, yeah. real crazy. But yeah, I mean, it was so much fun. Like, I really hope, I don't know how it's going to work next year with our things, but I really hope to be able to go back because like, that was definitely such an immersive experience. And it's really cool too. like, for, I mean, I love Phoenix Fan Fusion, but unfortunately I feel like Phoenix just in general, just doesn't really embrace things when they happen downtown very well. Um, And that's just like something that is just Arizona driven. Um, Our downtown is growing and it's getting better but it's it's not the best and of course being in the middle of an Arizona summer yeah is wild um so I just I just really 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 love San Diego Comic-Con and I see the hype of like why everyone loves it and why what is it like 600,000 people go something crazy it's like 200,000 people a day yeah, or something like that like, yeah it's not I think like, for the weekend it's like almost like a million or something like something I mean crazy. what helps is that everything's more spread out now like we went over to the what's the hotel that we went to with the video like they had all the video game stuff set up is that a Marriott oh yeah which was it's basically right next door but it's yeah. the convention is so big that it feels spaced apart the, the right the fact that it's now spilling over whereas that used to all be like anyone who was doing role-playing games anyone who was doing video game stuff like that was all at the convention. you know the museum we went to used to be in the pavilion you know like Are you serious yeah like it wow. wasn't uh, like a full-on museum but there was I don't know, like a section of it was cornered off and it was like the Comic-Con Museum and you walked around and you saw whatever exhibit they were at, but it wasn't like immersive and stuff like what we saw with Spider-Man, but you know, like all that stuff used to be in the convention and they started saying, we need to like spread this out a little bit. So if you count all those people and you know, like the number jumps a lot of how many people are like out there for the experience. Yeah. And that was really cool too. Like they made it as convenient as possible you know there we didn't know this at the time but we ubered there and then once we were there we saw that there was a shuttle like a big bus going back and forth from the convention center which was one of the most convenient things I think that they did in this whole process I'm obviously with that amount of people like it's just crazy um and there was limited tickets obviously like you know so not everyone could go there you had to buy tickets for a certain time and all that stuff but that was absolutely amazing um but another thing that I was a little disappointed about which I think is kind of the same situation as Hall H and that I just think it's ridiculous that they expect people or that these people, like to your point, like waste a whole day of like experiencing Comic-Con yeah. because of the system. Um, I think there could be a better way of doing it. I don't know how that would be, you know, maybe something similar to what they did with like the masquerade, like ticket stuff, you know, so more people can experience it and you don't have to like, it's like once the tickets are out, they're out. Yeah. 
And then if you want to risk it, then you can line up. Um, but the Game of Thrones, I was really the like, uh, was it House of Fire? The House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon experience. Yeah. I was really hopeful that we'd be able to see it. Um, and we thought we were there. Weren't we there like 10? We were there kind of early in, early, in my mind, early. Early up for us. Yeah. Early ish. It, it was like one. It was like one. Was I it? Think. Yeah, because remember no. they were like, it closes at six. And we're like, yeah, we have like five hours. And they were like, <laughs> no, by the time you got up here, it would be past six. And we're like, oh, yeah, didn't think of that. So, yeah. And so they were saying that people were already lined up by about like five or six a.m. in the morning, which I don't know. They're, how many would you estimate were in that line? A hundred, maybe, not maybe. even. It, it didn't seem like a lot. That's why when not we got lot there, I was all. like, oh, okay, we'll be cool. But like, I guess if it takes each person, 20 minutes to go through that hundred people yeah. is going to add up to a lot of time. So it made sense. Like once I thought of it, but yeah, at yeah. the time we just showed up like, okay, yeah, we're here for this. And yeah, that's I the mean, only one that didn't work out for us. I know. And like, uh, it would have been really fucking cool. It like, there's a video online. If you guys haven't seen it yet, like where uh, they have all this stuff. Did you not watch it? No. Nah. Oh man. It must've just been Arvin and I. Kate showed me a little bit of it. And you were like, no, phone. I don't want to watch it because it's before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then I didn't go back and think like once we didn't get to do it, like, oh, maybe now I should watch the video. So no, it was so cool. So there's like this area where it's like the dragon eggs and like, you know, they look like they're on the like on fire and like, you know, it's just like like roasting. There's like uh, there's a throne that looks like it looks real. Like, you know, it's like the real throne that you can take pictures on. There's like just uh, there's like a dragon skull like life-size yeah. dragons full like huge and that was another place that we saw so we saw the boys which was awesome because it was almost all of them which homie yeah. um people didn't understand okay side note people dressed as homelander should know that anthony star who fucking plays homelander calls homelander homie i so never I'm like, knew if you're... i didn't know that okay so that's what i'm saying it's like if you are going to cosplay as homelander you should know that because when i was going like you don't need to know how the actor refers to that if you like a character you don't need to know the actor's history behind that character you like the character you could be liking the character from the comic book and that before that was like a tv show adaptation well then the is the costume the same from the comic book all right well i but i doubt (laughs) that was because guess what i don't think anyone really knew about the boys before this no i you did Okay, but not like the cat, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, I'm sure it's raised in popularity a lot, but I'm like, it's not your responsibility to know (laughs) stuff about the actor who plays the character you like. Okay, regardless, if you're dressed up as Homelander and someone comes running up to you or is like so excited and they see you and if when you're like, homie, you wouldn't just sit there and be like. I had no idea what you were talking about. If you were, okay, if I, homie, Homelander, like, come on, it's like, Whatever. I you just yell, hey homie. No, it's like homie. You yell that towards their friends. No, I didn't. I said homie. No, but people th- say that to their friends, where someone might have thought you oh were yelling God. out to the person past them. Who was the last person that you heard seriously call? So seriously call it. Be like homie. If you know them, maybe. If you're just up as okay, I, if you're just up as homelander, whatever. Anyways, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. But anyways, speaking of cosplay, that was some of the best Daenerys cosplay yeah. I've ever seen in my life. It literally looked like Amelia Clark. Yeah. It might have been her. I don't know. What is Amelia Clark called Daenerys? 
She calls her my love. She calls her... No, she's got a very specific name for Daenerys that she refers to as Daenerys. <laughs> I don't know. Mother of dragons? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what she does, but... I don't think she does. Uh, no, I don't know. Daenerys already has so many, like, names. I know, I so know. There's... So you could run through the gauntlet of... Breaker like, of chains. Like third of her name. and Yeah. Like, man. Nah. Yeah, um, no, but that was amazing. Like the Jon Snow looks great. I think there's yeah. two Daenerys's, and then I think there was um uh shit, what's her was name? Was it Sansa? Um, I remember someone no, else being like Cersei. We were all I think just, I think it was Cersei. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I remember us all just being floored with the Daenerys, like looking so much amazing. like Amelia Clark that we were like this person in like full on Jon Snow gear walked by us and we were running like, <laughs> things ancient. Like, but that was it. Awesome. Literally could have been Kit Harrington and yeah, we would and have like just totally just been like fuck yeah. off. Like we're looking for, at for the Amelia right Clark lookalike. Like <laughs> yeah. the real Kit Harrington is just like walking right past us and we have no idea. She was like so angelic. I, like I don't, even her face. Like you can't do makeup like that to make yeah. yourself look like that character. Like or to look like at least the act- actress portrayal of her just gorgeous and the outfit was gorgeous speaking of like being hot and being in full-on cosplay she was in the winter version of her where she had the full-on like fur coat obviously not fur but like looks like fur coat like long whole body hair like the full-on wig long khaleesi hair like incredible which incredible i hadn't thought of this until right now did john snow on the show have like a backup outfit when he was at dragonstone was he still wearing like the thick ass fur like did he have like an alternative outfit that he ever wore i don't think so because they all looked like they were it looked really windy and cold there still true but okay what about like when they're at um king's landing and they they're in the fighting pit to all like talk about what they're gonna do about the white walkers like, did Jon Snow always have on that big ass fur in every scenario? No. no, I think then he had on, like, you know, like, when Ollie stabs him and he just has, like, the little, like, okay. tunic type uh, thing. That's what I was, saying. I was like, it. he must have had an alternate, like, Jamie wasn't yeah, he was always like wearing the same exact thing. Like, he had yeah. different types of armor and, like, based on scenario, I'm like, was Jon Snow always wearing that big <laughs> ass fur, like? No matter what, like <laughs> no, I don't think so. I remember him having like a like tunic thingy, like not tunic. I don't know how to describe it, like light armory type thing. Okay, like, like you know leather go- leather type. Pieces. Yeah, it just dawned on me because you needed to specify which Daenerys it was, and if yeah. someone was Sansa, just you'd so have to many. specify which mm-hmm. Sansa it was. There mm-hmm. was so many like different styles she did with her hair, or like. When she was kind of dressing like Littlefinger a little bit, and then she was kind yeah. of dressing like Cersei a little bit. Like, there's so many variants. I'm like, if you're Jon Snow, you're wearing that fur. <laughs> That's your costume. Like, you don't have like much to choose between at that point. So I never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was amazing. Was there anything that we missed covering or that was like your favorite part besides like, you know, shopping and seeing everything and just being back? I mean, the Comic-Con Museum, like, crushed it. Like, if anyone... Because that exhibit's still going on for a while. So if you're there and you can check out the Spider-Man exhibit, like, I definitely recommend it. And they had some other cool stuff set up, too. But that Spider-Man exhibit, like, like they went all out with that. They, you know, like, I had no idea what to expect. I was like, okay, maybe they'll just have some original pages and cases and that'll be it. But, yeah, they they went all out. They had, like, costumes from the original films. And, you know, there was a lot of cool stuff. I really enjoyed that. 
You know what I will give you a lot of credit for is to to your point, it was amazing. Like I think everyone should go see it. Even if you're not a fan of Spider-Man, I think you would learn a lot, especially about the creation of comics, inspiration behind it, you know, and it's just cool and interactive as well. Um, a lot of selfie opportunities, like you know what I mean. So for anyone that wants like cool selfies or whatever, um, like to your credit, I had learned so much about Spider-Man and about his creation in such a small portion of making geek and you shall find that a lot of that stuff that was covered in there we covered in our documentary yeah. within like what 10 minutes like 10 15 minutes yeah. which but it's a lot like it's it's a lot and it really impacted comics in such a major way and stan lee obviously when we talk about him in our in, in our documentary obviously had such a huge impact in so many different ways and obviously spider-man is just one of the millions of characters not millions obviously but you know one of the dozens and dozens of characters that he created that had such an impact so it was really cool going through all that and really just kind of reiterating like how geeking shall find covers so much and that i think so many people would really really love it yeah check it out if you haven't already i yes. probably put the image right back here again <laughs> so geeking you shall find Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, unless you have anything else to add, where can, so speaking of geeky shall find, uh, people. Yeah. So in addition to this, whatever over here, I'm going to pull up, pull an usher over here. Uh, <laughs> um, geek.movie is where you can learn more about our documentary. See everywhere that it's on. It's on Amazon prime, iTunes. It's free on Plex slash voodoo slash crackle crackle. Mm -hmm. it has like a bunch of different names um but yeah we're independent film makers who just did this because we're passionate about it and uh, if you do watch it please leave a review please let us know what you think about it and uh, also brad how can they connect with us via social media and stay updated because we are working really hard to stay updated uh, on social media we're trying <laughs> we're to update that social media um <laughs> we're at facebook and twitter at superhero faces all one word if you want to find us on Instagram, we're at superhero underscore faces. So um, hopefully uh, people updated while we were at the con. I, I don't think I did any posting while we're there, but hopefully you guys <laughs> I had some. I have so much stuff on my phone and I have all these grand ideas. We would just get to like, we would get to our hotel and just be so wiped out or be like, we got to get ready either for dinner because we haven't eaten all day or whatever it was that by the time we got back, it was like, you're just so tired and you want to be rested for the next day. Yeah. Obviously besides like Saturday was the day that we went really hard. And then, you know, we just had an eight hour drive, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was, it was amazing, but um, we will be working to update them. And if anyone likes these shirts, we're going to be working to, we do have some of these shirts that you can sell. Yeah. We're going to work on hopefully being able to find a way to be able to sell these. But we just thank you guys so much for tuning in with us. Please talk to us. Tell us what you think about this episode. Tell us what you'd want us to cover in future episodes. Tell us what you think about Geek and You Shall Find. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you right here next week for Geek and You Shall Find. Brought to you by Bye Superhero guys. Faces. <laughs>